So I want to talk to you today about the power of our words. It's the next part of our series in James, and it's about the power of the tongue and the words that we use, because, you know, our words have got incredible power to affect our lives and the lives of those so we need to be careful what we think and what we say. I like the metaphor Gary Ch Chapman uses in his book, Love as a Way of Life. He says that our words can be like bullets or seeds. If we use our words as bullets, we can bring harm. If we use our words as seeds, then we can bring life. So how do you use your words, especially now in a time of uncertainty and pressure. Do your words bring hope or do they bring despair? Do they bind or do they set free? Of course, words start with thoughts and you're the only one who really knows what they are. So are they healthy? And could you say them in public? I'm gonna take you to James chapter three, in a minute, who says a lot of things about this subject. But first, I want to show you a video done by an advertising agency a while ago. You might have seen it before. It was called The Power of Words. See what you think of this. I wrote a saying, but in different words. Thanks, love. stuff. Words shape our lives, uh, the label we give ourselves or the way that we relate to others. Uh, the message at the end of the film reads, change your words, change your world. And I wonder if you need to change your words, the words that are on your card today. So let's see what James has to say about this from James chapter 3 verses 1 to 12. He says, not many of you should presume to be teachers, my brothers, because you know that we who teach will be judged more strictly. We all stumble in many ways. If anyone is never at fault in what he says, he's perfect, able to keep the whole body in check. 
When we put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we can turn the whole animal. Or take ships as an example. Although they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are steered by a very small rudder wherever the pilot wants it to go. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. I mean, consider what a, what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue also is a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole person, sets the whole course of his life on fire, and is itself set on fire by hell. And all kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and creatures of the sea are, bought, are being tamed and have been tamed by man. But no man can tame the tongue. It's a restless evil, full of deadly poison. With the tongue, we can praise our Lord and Father and curse men who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same man, praise and cursing. My brothers, this shouldn't look. Can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? My brothers, can a fig tree bear olives or a grapevine bear figs? Neither can a salt spring produce fresh water. And so James tells us that our words are powerful. They set the tone and the direction of our lives. And by them, we build up or we pull down. We bind up or we set free. And as James points out, those who talk the most, and he uses Bible teachers as an example, are at the greatest risk of really messing things up and creating problems for themselves and others. And so quite rightly, this passage is often used to warn us against the careless use of words and its consequences. But this isn't James's only message for today. If we learn how to use our words well, there are some significant benefits for us too. Change your words and change your world. So there's three things I want to draw out for you. And it starts with taking a look at ourselves, at the way that we speak to ourselves, our self-talk and the words that we allow to come out of our mouths in the power of the tongue. And verse two there, it says that we all stumble in many ways. Anyone who's never at fault in what they say is perfect. I mean, imagine that, never saying a wrong word, never getting it wrong. It's not possible. But those that do keep their whole body in check. And James gives us two powerful images for keeping our lives on track. He says, think about the horse. It's a large animal. It's the biggest and most powerful machine of its day. But although it's so strong, far stronger than any of us, it can easily be controlled by a small piece of metal in the mouth. Or he goes on, he says, think about the sailing ship. It's driven by powerful forces. The wind blows it through stormy seas and it's able to travel great distances and carry huge cargoes. How powerful this ship must be. But this too is controlled by a small piece of wood or metal, the rudder. And that looks a bit like a tongue too. That tongue that small piece of muscle and flesh that sits in your mouth, he says in verse five, is capable of great boasts. With it, we can make great claims. We can speak some big words. But are you its master or does it master you? You see, the words that we speak with our mouths can literally set the direction of the whole body, meaning our lives. 
what happens in your life is directly connected to how you think or speak about yourself. Just think about it for a moment. Even your yes or your no can open up a great opportunity or shut down a whole area of experience. I mean, have you ever had that thought? I wonder what have happened if I'd said yes to that or if you'd only said no to the other because our words have got direct consequences in our lives. So is your tongue a force for good or evil in your life? Are your words bullets or seeds? Which of your words even now are setting the tone and direction of your life? And are you happy about that? Or do the words on the card need to change to set another direction? James says the tongue can be like the smallest spark that sets the forest on fire. It's got the power to corrupt the whole person, even to set the whole course of our lives into a destructive firestorm that even leads us into hell itself, verse 6. I mean, that sounds a bit extreme, but what James is telling us is that the words we say with our mouths affect not just our lives on earth, but even our eternal destiny. So Paul tells us in Romans chapter 10 that if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. I mean, did you know that you have that much power in your words? You get to say yes to Jesus for eternity. How about that? Those are some pretty important words to speak. So have you done that yet? Have you said yes to Jesus? Yes, Jesus, I want you to be my Lord and Saviour. Forgive me my sin and the wrong that I've done because I want to follow you now. With those simple words, our eternal salvation is affected. So we need to be careful about our words because how many of you know that not every thought that goes through your mind comes from God or is even from you? Sometimes the tape that plays in our heads needs re-recording. The Bible tells us that our minds need to be renewed, cleaned up with truth. Our thoughts need to line up with the new identity that we now have in Christ, which means that we're going to have to learn some new words in which to speak about ourselves, a, a new language that reflects what our Father in heaven thinks and says about us now. You know, in Christ... You are unconditionally loved. You're forgiven. You're significant. And you're made clean. You have a brand new future of possibilities that are not restricted by your past. You have a new purpose, a new family even, and a new relationship where God is your father. The father that you've always wanted. So is that the tape that's playing in your head right now? Do you know what God the Father thinks about you? How he talks about you? How he sees your life, your future? It might surprise you. Recently, I was waking up one morning and I just had this distinct impression that the Father was singing over me. And do you know what he was singing? Happy birthday. He was singing happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you, happy birthday, dear Rob, happy birthday to you. And I just laughed because I said, Lord, it's not my birthday today. And straight back, he says, yes, 
but I celebrate your birthday every day. I love you. Good morning. Can you imagine starting your day like that? How about that? Some of you need to know that you have a choice today to think very differently about yourself and to start seeing yourself from the father's perspective. Perhaps you've been feeling very negative about yourself, you know, your past or even your future. But, you know, God is never negative, especially when it comes to his children. It's just not what he's like. And that's not what he wants for you today. I want to challenge you to do this. I want to challenge you to stand in front of the mirror and give yourself a good talking to. Choose every day to believe the truth about what your heavenly father thinks and says about you and then start to live in the good of it. You are loved. You are accepted and you are significant to God. So what lies have you been believing about yourself? What have you been thinking or saying to yourself or about yourself that you need to say sorry to God for? You see, he loves you. And he doesn't want you saying negative things about yourself anymore. Actually, he takes it very personally because you're in his family now. You've been bought with the blood of Jesus, his son. So be careful what you say about someone like that. So let's make sure that what we think and says about ourselves lines up with truth because our words are very powerful. And if we're going to make the most of the power of the tongue, then it needs to be tamed. So that's the second point, taming the tongue. And that's where James takes us next. He points out in verses seven to eight that man has tamed all kinds of wild animals with a good deal more success than the wild animal that lives within our mouths, the tongue. The tongue, he says, is like an angry, poisonous snake that needs to be tamed. And if it's not going to harm you or those around it, us, then we're going to need to tame it. So at this point, James asks us to consider the effect of our words on those around us. Those who are affected by the way that you speak. The atmosphere you create around yourself with your And I'm not just talking about when people are in your earshot. What you say about them affects them whether they hear you or not, even if it's only in the minds of the people who hear you talking about them. James, as I said, particularly warns teachers of the Bible about how they use their words. And that's because they have a position of authority in the church. People in authority have a particular responsibility to guard what they say and how they say it because their words have power to influence. So, for example, parents, do you know how much power you have to either or release your children's future? So many people that we've prayed with over the years have needed to be set free from negative, life-limiting words of parents who never encouraged them or told them how proud they were of them. School teachers, they have a similar power with their pupils. I mean, teachers, your words can literally shape the destiny of a whole generation. What an amazing privilege and responsibility. So be careful what you say. Church leaders, too, have an incredible role in releasing and blessing those they are leading. 
over the years I've seen harm done to those who've been criticized or condemned by the very people they respected and followed, which I think is just an abuse of authority. Church leaders have got an incredible responsibility to bring blessing to people in their churches. And in the workplace, bosses can literally promote those who work for them, but sometimes they'll use their position to undermine others, especially if they feel threatened by them. I was so fortunate in my last workplace to have a boss who constantly encouraged me and gave me opportunities to grow. It makes such a difference. And we need to be mindful of what we say so that the words we speak create life and release an atmosphere of opportunity for others. Words create a culture around us where people can either thrive or dive. How do you use your words to release those around you? When did you last just take time to encourage somebody? Is that your atmosphere? Is that part of your family culture even? You know, when our kids were small, especially, we'd love to do this around the dinner table. We just practice encouraging one another. And we would do this fairly regularly, actually. We'd just say, do you know, one thing I appreciate about you, one thing I love about you. But I'll never forget the day when our daughter, Becky, changed the way that we did this in a very meaningful way. She said, why? Why do you think I'm good at that, Dad? What is I do that makes me good at that she was really trying to crank the pump tell me more dad and you could just see her grow with the encouragement try it guys try it with your kids just try encouraging them and see what it does then James takes us back to verses two and three where he talks about keeping the body in check literally bridled putting the bit in the mouth of the horse to keep it on course so how do we do this how do we tame the tongue well it's done by changing the heart one of the worst things about the tongue is how it can lead us so easily into hypocrisy this is what great boasting was about great words but not a great life so are you being honest about the state of your heart when you speak Perhaps you're being more honest than you intended to be, because actually our words can be very revealing. With the same mouth, James says in verses 9 to 12, we praise God and curse one another. Out of the same mouth comes cursing and blessing. And he says, brothers and sisters, this shouldn't be. You know, when we speak negatively, we're in conflict with the very spirit who lives within us. But how can fresh water and salt water come from the same spring, James says? One kind of water nourishes and sustains life and the other brings death. And we're meant to bring life. But how can olive trees produce figs or fig trees produce olives? Meaning you're inconsistent. Do what you mean or are you mean in what you say? See, our hearts need to be right if the words that come out of our mouths are going to be right. Jesus, quoting Proverbs, says that it's out of the fullness of the heart, i.e. what the heart is full of, that the mouth speaks. Have you noticed how sometimes you don't really know what you think about something until it comes out of your mouth? (laughs) Sometimes you just feel relief, finally I've got that over with. 
Other times we can shock ourselves with what comes out. I never knew I felt that. A friend of mine used to say, it's not your actions, but your reactions that reveal what's in your heart. Because what comes out in those unguarded moments are often a truer reflection of what we feel than what we deliberately say or do. Now, of course, when this happens, the temptation can be to button our lip and make a hasty exit. But I think this is where we need to stop and listen to what we say. Ask yourself, why did I say that? Why am I feeling that? What's wrong and what am I going to do about that? These moments of unintended revelation are often important indicators for spirit-filled believers that I need to sort something out because what my own mouth means that there's something not right in my heart at the moment. And so we need to make space in our lives to deal with the disappointment and process some of the pain in an honest and open way. It's essential. Life, church and family, any of these things can damage our hearts and they need to be healed before we can start talking right again. And sometimes our hearts can only be healed when we let the poison out. And so we need to find safe places and safe people to process some of this. People who we can trust not to judge us, but who'll pray with us and stand with us and walk through with us into healing. So does your heart need some attention today? Do you need to sort some things out? You'll usually know because it comes out of your mouth, an unkind word, a negative assault or even cursing. Stop there because some business needs to be done. Of course, the opposite can also be true. One of the ways I know that things are good in my heart is if I sing unconsciously, just as I'm going around my business, I've just discovered about myself that that's something I do when things are good. I hum a bit and words of worship and praise spill out of my heart and enter my mouth. So how about you? What's coming out of your mouth? that reveals there is something that needs to change in your heart? Or is it good? Is what's coming out of your mouth a good reflection of what's good in your heart? Let me just conclude. Our words are powerful in the direction of our lives. Our tongues need to be tamed because we must be careful what we say. Our words come from our hearts, who we are, now affects how we live. So today I want to ask you to do three things in response to this talk. Have you got your pen? Grab your pen, because this is what I want you to do. Number one, listen to your self-talk. Over the next few days, just listen to what comes out. Consciously pay attention Find out how you really think and speak about yourself. Is it right to say those words in public? You're a child of God. (laughs) Is it right to speak about yourself like that? Perhaps you need to change the way that you speak. Rewrite the blind man's label. Number two, listen to the words that you use about others. Are your words like bullets or seeds? What is the culture, the atmosphere around you? 
parents, children, leaders, workplace, do you need to make some apologies? Have there been some wrong attitudes? And thirdly, listen to your heart. Pay attention to what comes out in those unguarded moments. There's no condemnation. God's brought you here today to hear this message and to get some healing. Or book yourself in with a trusted, mature friend who'll be able to help you to let some of that poison out. Don't be intimidated by your reactions. You need to take some action to put some things right. Remember the film we started with, change your words, change your world. Your words are powerful even to change the course of our lives. So what are the words that are written on your card and what would you like them to be? I feel like there's a response really for us uh, personally, and I know I hand it back to you, um, but I just feel like there are a number of people who have really been struggling with this whole area of negativity and self-talk. And uh, I just feel like the Holy Spirit's on that right now. And so I just want to pray for you. I, I want to pray a prayer and you can pray it after me. And I can't hear you pray it, but the Holy Spirit can hear you. And here we go. Let's just pray this together. Father, I am a new creation. The old has gone and the new will and so, Father, I choose today to believe what you say about me and to live in the good of that. Father, please show me any lies that I've been believing. Give me your truth in exchange for that. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you.